Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. So welcome, Elif. I'm going to be interviewing one of our um, clients from uh, across the country, no, across the world. And she's done a couple of our programs and she's going to share her story with us. So welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hi, Kelly. It's very nice to be talking to you, actually. (laughs) You feel like you know me after doing the courses, right? I do feel like I know you, but it's actually nice to get to tell my story. <laughs> yeah. So where where do you live? I live in Stockholm, Sweden. Okay. I, I'm actually not from Sweden. I'm Turkish, originally from Istanbul. I met my husband when I was living in the U.S. This is um, 12 years ago. And we ended up living in Sweden after doing several years of Long distance, Switzerland, Austria, you know, different countries. And tell me a little bit more about yourself. Have you had babies? Yes, I am actually a mother of two now, as of May last this year. Uh, My older one is four years old, and uh, his name is Liam. And my daughter is only four months old. Her name is Ella. So I'm in the recovery process from the second delivery, pretty much coming back. (laughs) So did you do, you did a prenatal course with Ella? Uh, Exactly. I've done uh, a prenatal course with Ella. That's correct. Because the first one went really um, not so pleasant. (laughs) Your your first birth? My first birth. birth. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I everything was fine I had a very easy pregnancy or you know as pregnancies go but I couldn't get into labor I I was actually induced on week 43 oh wow and yeah that was that was quite late actually and then the labor was also very long and cumbersome it was fully medicated I it felt like I didn't have a single contraction of my own it was like a super high dose of pitocin and fever, antibiotics, and then, you know, drop in heartbeat, the typical really? induction, first time mother. So it was, I, I came out of it very hurt. It felt like, oh my God, my body is not capable of birthing, kind of. Even though it was a vaginal birth, it still felt like, you know, it, it felt like everything was out of my control. And I was kind of very, um bitter with my own body what i'm capable of as a woman and this is why i think when i got pregnant with ella i was really in search of why i think i was really looking for how to make it better and this is um i think why i kind of found you <laughs> very coincidentally actually that's really cool i mean not cool about the first baby but cool how you found us because you know you um, there's a lot of stuff there on, out on the internet. Right. And yeah. I, um, I resonate a lot with your first delivery. I was overdue and induced and, um, I, my water broke, but my labor didn't start. And it was very, I, I, I thought, um, I had a fairly easy first pregnancy 
And I thought my body would just be able to, like, I was an athlete. I, I mean, I can do this, you know, and um, it was not like that at all. And my body did not respond well to Pitocin. Um, yeah. I just pretty much had constant contractions without a break yeah. um, and took a long time to get an epidural because I was trying to be unmedicated, although Pitocin is medicated, but I wasn't <laughs> in that way. I know you, know, you want to prove yourself that you can do it. You're an alpha woman, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just, it was really, it was somewhat traumatic. I ended up having a C-section with my first baby and I oh, no. felt like my body had failed me. And I now yeah, know that exactly. it isn't a failure, but at the time it really, I had put so much pressure on myself for it to be a certain way. Um, and one of the things that I, as an athlete, um, and just my mentality when I was, you know, younger, when I was 28, when I had my first, I was just really thought like, I, I can power through anything. Like I have a high yeah. pain tolerance and I can do this. And um, birth is not about that. It is absolutely no. not about the powering through and there, it's not about that. So you, I, I describe your first birth as a traumatic birth experience. Definitely right. it was. Yeah, it was. And, and probably birth recovery, was birth recovery a little bit hard because of that as well? Or how was your birth recovery after baby number one? I think, I mean, in a way, you know, I always thought I know stuff because I also, before the delivery, I've done Pilates. I had a very good Pilates teacher. I thought I knew about diastasis. So then I was actually a bit surprised about how little I actually incorporated it into my daily life. I think until I did the course with you, I thought I knew a lot. Mm-hmm. And I thought my birth recovery was fine as well. Mm-hmm. I had a bit of like, you know, I had some incontinence problems. It was difficult to get control. Again, I also had a third degree tear. So I had all of that, which eventually becomes like, I think you internalize it a bit. It becomes your new normal. So I thought, you know, you start getting used to it. You're like, oh, it's okay to when you cough, you have a little bit of issues with the pelvic floor, but that becomes your your new norm kind of. So this time around, I feel like I'm much better in recovery. Yes, because I, thanks to the course that I've done, the prenatal one, I I think about it every time I do something. It's not only, oh, I'm doing Pilates. I go to the class once a week. So I think about my apps once a week. and then. Right. The rest of the time, it's just like powering through. <laughs> so in that sense, I feel like, yes, the, 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 the recovery from the first one was um, long. Yeah. yeah, Much longer. When, when you got pregnant with Ella, were you a little scared? I was really scared of going into delivery again. And yeah, I was really scared of getting another induction. Yeah. And I think the reason why I found the tummy team one night, I was so desperate. I was only 18 weeks pregnant, but I already knew, okay, already at 18 weeks, I felt like, okay, my abs are not, I, I started feeling pain, like already at 18 weeks. I was like, oh, it, this is happening again. Like I'm getting, I'm going to get a massive diastasis. I'm never going to be able to get things back again. So I was one night laying in bed Googling and I was Googling, how can you, 
how can the labor start on its own? Because I felt like this is something my body doesn't know how to do. And I don't know what kind of searches that I've done, but I ended up watching the video where you describe the fetal alignment, the correct fetal alignment. And mm-hmm. that if, if, if you have this problem that your apps are not really doing their function, the baby as you, as the pregnancy goes, you know, you get into this kind of inclined alignment and the baby is not really pressing down. So I watched that 20 minutes, I think that video is. I watched it again yeah, and again. And I was like, thanks God, for the first time, that makes so much sense because I'm a scientist myself, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I am a molecular biologist and I've been looking for an answer, a study that would tell me why is it that some women get, get into labor and why is it that sometimes there's a disconnect. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really curious about that. So that video made a lot of sense to me when I thought about it. Okay. Yeah, of course, the baby needs to be in a certain position to be able to like push down and signal and get into the birth canal. And you know what? What I felt like, I don't know how it is in States, it might be different. In here, you see a midwife with your first pregnancy, you see a midwife almost every week. And no one ever talks to you about any of these. So I really felt like, you know, it's not only about, oh, the baby's heartbeat is fine, your sugar levels are fine, your protein is fine. Like, no, tell me about this. Like, there's so right. much information out there. Your body physically for the most physically demanding thing your body's ever going to have to do. And it's Absolutely. never done before. Yeah. So you found prenatal core training. I did. Yeah. Did so you start I, 18 weeks? I did. Yeah. I started quite early. And I, I actually really, really liked it. I <laughs> I really consumed through that. Like every day going to work at bus, I would be listening and doing the, and I was very good with uh, practices. I have to say one can always be better, but what I really liked was, um, well, it explains a lot of things, but yeah, not in a, you know, overwhelming way because you take it. So one step at a time and the way you explained it made a lot of sense to me. I really could go back to my first pregnancy and be like, oh, this is what was missing. I could have done this better. And what I need to say is like, even before the pregnancies, I think, again, one step back, the video you talk about connection with your core and emotional stress. I think for me, when I watched that video, I thought, why do I have this problem with my, you know, with my core? Mm-hmm. And two things came to my mind long before I got pregnant. I, 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 I have asthma. So I've been coughing for 10 years without proper medication, proper mm-hmm. asthma medication, because that was not recognized early enough by the doctors. So I think already my core was so weak from all this, you know, stress of coughing and like mm-hmm. uncontrolled. I didn't really do this proper, okay, if I'm going to cough, I'm going to do a light squeeze of, you know. Yeah. And then also I became gluten intolerant. So I think I was emotionally very disconnected from my tummy area, like feeling so resentful that why can't I digest stuff? Like, you know, a lot of digestive issues. So the course is not only about giving birth. It was also like, huh, this is how I should be using my core strength to have a good bubble moment. Like that was actually, I felt very silly for being 36 and not knowing that. Nobody knows that. (laughs) Of course. I mean, everybody... Uh, it's, you know, we have a lot of digestive issues in, in our culture and, um, we all kind of poop poorly and causes all kinds of problems. And, you know, we address it in every one of our courses because it's something that most people do every day or should be doing every day. So it's something that is effective. And if you think about, 
you know, if we think about how our core muscles and our pelvic floor muscles were designed, they were not designed for Pilates or exercise routines. They were designed (laughs) to support our organs and to support our spine and help us. They're structural in nature and they have a job to do. And when we're not doing that job, there's all kinds of dysfunction. And because how we have a bowel movement and how we give birth are very similar, you know, strategies, um, it's a really good way for us to teach you guys um, the connection and coordination that's going to be required to do this really amazing thing of getting pushing a baby out of your body. Um, And so, yeah, I I think that uh, I, I think that the education when I first started doing my courses, um, it's hard to not compare yourself to other people. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not a fitness person. Um, I am an educator. And and I felt like in the beginning, gosh, it's a lot of me talking. I talk and talk and talk. <laughs> but, um, but I feel like knowledge is power. And this is your body. And, like, I think so much, a lot of my courses are basically me talking to my younger self. I say that a lot. Yeah. But, like what did I need to hear? What did I need to understand about my body? My body was not just, you know, a swimming machine, you know, where I just power through pain. It, you know, it actually has, there's, there's, it has a function It things work together and how the body is designed specifically to give birth is amazing. Um, but a lot of times we're really disconnected from our body and we don't know and we, what the muscles are doing and we power through and it causes a lot of other issues. Um, the digestive thing that you said is interesting because it's a combination of, you know, discomfort and bloatedness in your tummy, um, but also that feeling of like, what is wrong with my body? Why can't I just, exactly. 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 No, I've been, I've been fighting this for a good five, six years and it, it really hurts. Every time you travel somewhere, you are like, Oh, I can't eat pizza in Italy. Like, So it was really the first thing I noticed that changed after during the course, I realized, oh, I'm not feeling bloated anymore. Like, you know, that was actually (laughs) revolutionary in a way, like without any medication or anything. I'm just by actually using proper apps and not looking at my cell phone while I'm (laughs) in the bathroom. Yeah, that made a big difference. And also like coming to the delivery, I think it gave me a lot of mental strength. Like knowing that I've done the course, I can do this. Like I know I have the tools to do it. I think that gave a whole different mindset rather than going into something. You feel like, oh my God, I didn't prepare enough. You know, right. yeah. fear, fear is a factor. Feeling out of control. Like you mentioned how out of control you were in that first birth. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and how long um, in in the process, uh, you know, of working with us, did it take you to feel a little bit more connected to your core? For me, I think it was quite quick. I think it was quite quick, actually, surprisingly quick. And it was very quick also to get into the habit of, oh, I'm going to lift my toddler. Connect. Like, mm-hmm. I, actually, he, he jokes a lot. He, he's four years old. So now, for some time, he was doing like, if he's going to lift something, he was taking a breath, like not understanding <laughs> why, but he was imitating me, like doing this breath, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was actually very sweet. Like he asked mommy, why are you doing that? I'm like, mommy needs to connect first before mommy can lift you out of the bathtub. Like mm-hmm. it was actually very quick because you see that it works very quickly if you do it. So then, yeah. And also I, I was working full time. So I, I was actually sitting, I was very conscious about, oh, wait, I need to sit properly. Like I'm, I'm not, I lost it. Like this, this was also so, so simple things, but it adds up. It does add up. It does add up. And, and that's, I, I love, I love that you said it didn't take you that long. Cause I think that a lot of people maybe listening or that are looking at some of this stuff that we do, they think, gosh, you know, it's been so long, whether it's even been like two months, if, if you're mm. disconnected from your body, it feels like forever. Um, and it feels like it's too, it's going to take too much work to get back. And what, what we want people to know is that your body craves that connection. And with just having the right information, you can start feeling a little bit more like your old self. And it's amazing how, emotionally and mentally empowering that physical connection can be. Um, you know, you're going into this second birth pretty pretty traumatized and scared, but also tr- trying to make a change, trying to make you want to have another baby and um, trying to have a better experience. And so um, every time you had a like a, a little aha moment, it, it probably built up your confidence. Like you're like, exactly. okay, okay, we're going to be okay. And you know what the other thing is, like uh, with my first pregnancy, during the whole time I had back pain, I purchased all kinds of splints and like, you know, belts to have support. And this time around, I had zero back pain. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because very early on, I started with the core work. So it it was actually, even though I gained a lot more weight in the second pregnancy, I, I had no back pain until like I gave birth 41 plus two week 41 and it was like you know carrying extra 30 kilos which is like 60 pounds but still my back was fine like and I think this is also because I had all the splints and everything with the first pregnancy but I didn't really know how to use it (laughs) right so this this time around they want to get the splint but the splint by itself doesn't really do the work the splint reinforces you so you can access those muscles And that's always the, the, you know, the tricky thing with splinting because used incorrectly, it can kind of make you weaker, right? Used correctly, it actually reinforces your strength. So, you know, having that component. Okay, so um, I'm really eager to hear about your birth. Um, The second time around. The second time around, did you did you, did you splint though? You got a splint from us, or did you have a splint? Um, Actually, I already had a splint, and I, since I don't live in the US, I it was a bit complicated yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I like my splint. You have, yeah, yeah. I used the one we I have, but I, I realized I really didn't know how and when and how long I should use it. So that was really good, actually. And uh, the second delivery, it's, um, I was still late (laughs) and I was really getting anxious about, oh my God, it's going to be another induction. But then it started and it went so smooth and so fast. Granted, it's the second time around, but Mm -hmm. I think also I realized like, you know, when we went into the hospital, I was apparently already eight, nine centimeters. So I was quite advanced and I you know, I managed with a tense machine and everything. So the breathing was already like when the, when the contraction started, I was already, you know, okay, 
focus, focus, focus. You know, it was really good. And then um, I think the whole thing maybe took seven hours after we checked into the hospital, six, seven hours. And at some point, my midwife really wanted to put me on my back, you know, this position that I really didn't want to be in. I was like, no, I want to be upright. I want, I want the gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at some point I realized my midwife just went and sit on my chair and I asked her like, you know, in pain and whatever, like, shouldn't you be telling me when I should, you know, put like, breathe whatever she's like you're doing everything right just continue so it was really fantastic like I just uh, I was upright holding on to my husband and just thinking like when it became too heavy I was just thinking okay now connect now breathe now don't push like I was really trying not to because I think the midwife or the midwife I had still wants you to like you know grind your teeth and like yeah exactly and I was really trying to remember everything from the course so that I don't (laughs) I don't hurt myself so it was it was very smooth unfortunately I still had a tear but um, Mm -hmm. you know it's also really nice because I in a way I knew the part in the course that talks about recovery and what you should do really also prepares you for after the baby comes so I already said my you know I purchased the breastfeeding chair that's more upright so I knew okay it's been really it's tough to give birth but I know what I should be doing so in that sense it's been it's been really much more comfortable afterwards as well because you feel like different experience for you right oh it's yeah and it affects everything because then you know when you're relaxed and the delivery goes well then the breastfeeding becomes much easier Mm. and second time around you also don't have the luxury to figure everything out afterwards right you come home you have a toddler you have a baby you know so doing the prenatal in that sense is really good when you have just you know whatever kid number you have mm-hmm. you have more time in any case so it was really really good to do it and do you feel like you know we give you guys an initial postpartum plan in the program and mm-hmm. um we do that for a couple reasons one I think it's important for people to know that there is going to be birth recovery. No matter how beautiful your birth was, you just push something out of your vagina. You need recovery. And I think preparing, preparing women to give themselves that space and grace um, to recover and to allow their body to recover ahead of time, giving them, giving them that mindset of like, no, not like, Oh, this is what I'll do when the baby's out. No, it's kind of like, okay, I need to, I need to nurture and repair and recover from that. So that's one reason we do it. The other reason we do it is people, um, women often hurt themselves inadvertently in those first few weeks postpartum, yeah. Just just doing parenting postures. The the basic needs of the baby are very physically demanding. And if you're not prepared for those needs um, and to how to support your body well, you you can, you know, hurt yourself. And and a lot of times because the baby's needs come first, you don't get care. So if we can set up your your parenting, newborn parenting postures ahead mm. of time your whole life and give you an initial plan so that you have some stuff like splinting and how you get in and out of bed and the breathing oh, yeah. and, and and the nursing postures and the changing table and how to pick up the car seat and all of these things that you're going to be doing whether you like it or not and give you strategies for that I feel like that helps people so much in that birth recovery right before Absolutely. they want to do more foundations for like 
postpartum rehab, you need some just basic life skills. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And it's really good to do that before you have the baby. <laughs> right. Just set it yeah. up in anticipation, you know, um, of what you need to what you need to do. And that just putting yourself in more supported postures helps your body to heal by itself. You know, and you know, the other thing is, it's as I was doing the course, I often went to my husband and said, oh, you know what, this is what we need to do. Like, so it was also really good to before the baby comes to tell your family members after the baby comes, I need to be in this position, like, period, no excuses, like I need to have proper setup for this yeah. for that. I know, sorry, yeah. I cannot carry this groceries. Like also preparing your family members so that yeah. you get that grace period of, you know, recovery. Otherwise, life gets in the way and like everyone expects something from you as a <laughs> as a mother, as a wife, as a, you know. So also preparing your family members, I think it's really important. And it was really helpful. Yeah, the birth community has really coined um, this term called the fourth trimester, where they really um, encourage women for those three months postpartum to really recognize that as the fourth trimester, that you are, there's still things that your body needs and the baby needs. And um, nursing alone is very physically demanding and you're getting little sleep and um, fair nutrition and you're healing from a really um, a big thing. So giving yourself grace and permission um, to do that is really important. And it's not, it's countercultural of like, just, you know, oh, yeah. jump back into life and into your pre-pregnancy clothes, like nothing happened, but that's not the reality. And I feel like that leads to a lot of brokenness and a lot of um, unnecessary pain, but nurturing your body back, like, you know, it, you know, slowly and gently as you're taking care of your family, it, it's just really smart and wise. And we try to give you that support. So your baby is now four months. Happy. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's, she's doing great. I mean, it's, uh, it's really fun the second time around. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to have a boy and a girl. It's uh, fun to have a boy and a girl. And it's also, I think the experience you have affects after the baby comes as well like if you had a very traumatic birth then everything becomes a bit more difficult connection with the baby becomes more difficult so yeah one should really do as much as possible to get in with the right mindset or right expectations right. i think it makes it easier to connect with the baby afterwards i think that our our culture is also very much about we'll do all kinds of stuff for the baby but mm -hmm. it's selfish to do it for the mother. And it doesn't feel as selfish when the baby's in the mother because we're oh, kind yeah. of doing it for the baby. But once the baby's out, it should all be about the baby and never about the mother again. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like, okay, well, the baby's pretty dependent on the mother for most of the next 18 years. So let's take care of the mama too. <laughs> and um, and so, so recognizing that you taking care of yourself is in a way, taking care of your family, because you are kind of the well that everybody drinks from, right? That is and very so true. That is you very want, true. You want to really, you know, make that well, you know, abundant and clean and prepared. Um, so now you had just told me before we started that you are in Core Foundations. Did you just start? Where are you in Core Foundations? 
Oh, I'm in week four. Um, this time it's going a bit slower. <laughs> I realize I'm delayed. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of the first weeks of core foundation is also overlapping with the prenatal yes. training yeah. quite a bit. But it's very nice to remember some things and also realize, oh, maybe I missed these couple of things before. So let me think about it again. So it's There's really nice. Overlap. There's a lot of overlap. Yeah. There are more details that we cover in core foundations that we don't. Co- there's different pieces, but there's a yes. lot of overlap. And I feel like for most postpartum mamas that have done prenatal, they actually appreciate that overlap because mm-hmm. you only have so much brain capacity at this yeah, point. Exactly. <laughs> so it's nice that it's somewhat familiar, but also it feels different in your body in a postpartum body than it did in a Definitely. prenatal body. Definitely. And also like the part about scar mobilization, that was really nice because postpartum, maybe you also don't, I don't know, maybe different for different women, but you still feel a bit hesitant to, you know, touch your scar or, you know, really touch your tummy. So it's really nice to go over it again. You know, massage is good. It's more blood flow. You know, it's okay that my tummy doesn't look so nice right now. It's it's, it's good to, it's good to do it. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I feel like um, I'm really conscientious about the messaging that I give out and everything I do because we are combating a very visual, um, oh, yeah. right, that focuses so much on specific per- perceptions of external beauty. Um, mm-hmm. And and really, um, you know, for me the body is beautiful in all the shapes and sizes and a postpartum belly. That's kind of got straight mm. parts and is kind of a little jiggly and extra skin is um, to <laughs> me because I know what that belly has done yeah. is beautiful. Um, but we're fighting against a culture that looks at airbrush tummies and washboard stomachs as the only, the only measurement of beauty. Um, and, and that can really derail a lot of women and men, but it can really discourage you from embracing and connecting to your body and getting that healthy blood flow in there to help with lymphatic drainage and help with, um, the elasticity and help with getting nutrients in. So the diastasis can heal and help the uterus to repair, like really the, the, um, impact of physical contact is so powerful and at the same time the impact of the neglect of physical contact is equally yes. powerful and so I really am tr- trying to get that messaging of loving ourselves and loving and honoring what your body has been capable of and it is so much beyond what it might look like but what how it's feeling and how it's functioning should dominate everything um, absolutely and so it is hard it is hard to rub your tummy in the beginning but <laughs> it quickly starts to feel pretty good um you know it starts to feel yeah, like it really helps i mean it really works it does it's it's kind of yeah. crazy it's kind of crazy. I, I, I'll never forget. Like I always have these clients that they come in and I, you know, they're, they have this long list of all these things going on and I basically get them sitting. Well, I teach them yeah. how to breathe. I have them rub their tummy and they're like, really, is this going to fix it? And I'm like, yes, more than you know, <laughs> more than yeah. you know, 
Yes, because there is also so much other programs out there. I mean, after my first delivery, I done, I tried a couple of different programs, you know, to, you know, all these things that claim, well, do this for 12 weeks and you will get rid of your mama pouch, whatever. Like there's a lot of commercial things going on in this area as well. So what I liked with the tummy team was that, you know, it's a real deal. It's not, it's not, oh, you're going to look with like super flat tummy in 12 weeks. This is not about it. This is about having a functional life again. Like I feel super good. I'm four months postpartum and I can actually play with my toddler who is 20 kilos and I don't see a bulge. And that's fantastic. You know, yeah. it's really nice to be able to lift them again. <laughs> and then, do you have a diastasis right now? I do, yeah. I do. What do you think it is when you measured it? Where you oh, I'm afraid it might be three, four centimeters. Okay. Do I, I do. I quite the connective tissue is quite. Um, yeah, I I feel that, but I'm able to control it quite well as well. Like right. I'm very You're still healing. You're still healing. How big? Do you remember yeah. how big it was after Liam? Actually, it was smaller. It was smaller. Yeah, it was it was smaller. My second pregnancy, I mean, I I grew so big. I think, and right. you know, and, I think I got a bit more diastasis despite being so careful about it. I think still, but, my body did the thing. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, what I try to tell people is the diastasis is just one measurement of multiple things, right? Mm-hmm. And the diastasis um, is really dependent on, like, the healing of it is really dependent on hormones and you're really mm-hmm. in a high state of hormones because you're you're breastfeeding and you're postpartum yeah, um nutrition you know and and some time you know yeah. and so it's gonna heal the fact that you're not having a lot of pain right now the fact that you're able to to live your life and you're doing stuff and you're feeling connected is so huge and you're slowly gradually going to strengthen up the connected tissue there um and yeah. pull muscles together but the fact that you know how to lift and how to move without bulging it without making it worse it's a huge part um how do you feel like your pelvic floor is doing right now well, it's also it's a bit weak but compared mm-hmm. to my first delivery after my first delivery it was weak for a very long time now yeah. i feel like it's already it's much more toned and even i i've seen a physiotherapist Mm-hmm. And even she thought, well, you're doing very good. Like I've seen her 10 weeks postpartum and she was super amazed. Yeah. Because yeah. for the first time, again, like before the course, pelvic floor for me was like this squeeze, release, squeeze, release. Like I, and I hated those exercises. I hated doing Kegels. It made a whole difference to think, okay, you know, the way you describe it in the bathroom, incorporating it into your daily life. So it doesn't become this thing like you do in the bus or, you know, Right. That, that was good. And I, I actually really, I, for the first time, I actually did it because every woman knows that they should do it. And I right. think for a lot of women, this is something, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll right. do it next time. Like, you know, the way you described it, it made sense to me. Like, okay, this yeah, is easier. It's, it's connection and coordination and yeah. posture and structure and functional integration that's going to get you there. Because otherwise, yeah, you just get burned out. And unfortunately, that squeeze, squeeze, squeeze um, is actually not the function of the pelvic floor, you know, and mm. it can cause all kinds of other trauma down there. So it's that that long, lean and lifted feeling. So 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited for your ongoing recovery. This is, you know, yeah. you're, you're in that, that uh, early stage. And, um, you know, the, the fact that you, um, you know, you have these tools is, is so, so good. And, you know, it may take you a little bit longer to get through core foundations, but I tell people all the time that core foundations is not, it isn't, it isn't an eight week program, you know, it's an eight week course to give you the tools that you're going to implement for the rest of your life. And in a way that you can implement it, like you're not a slave to this program, but gosh, once you know how to sit better and once you know how to use the bathroom properly, it's hard to unlearn that stuff, you know, when it feels better, right? (laughs) No, it's, um, it makes a difference. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I ask almost all of my people at the end is if there was something and I think I you kind of answered this, if there was something that you could have told your younger self, what Mm -hmm. would it Mm. something you know now that you wish you had known then I wish I had known the technical parts better and I wish I understood that it's not about this is not exercise like this is daily life I wish I knew this because you know all of us we do running we do different weightlifting whatever pilates all fancy prenatal postnatal courses i've done all of that yoga whatever they're all good but i wish i knew it's not about you know just focusing on something for one hour a day or one hour a week it's every minute of the day i wish i knew that yeah. and i wish this is this was taught in school or something <laughs> you know all these skills i mean this should be in the plan for women who are going through a pregnancy you know this should be basic knowledge basic education yeah i would have told myself relax you'll be fine just be mindful (laughs) about how you do stuff right and i think that's that's um probably the biggest heart about uh, of how and why i do stuff we call it technically functional integration like how you um, think about how the body was designed and then integrate it into real life, the real life demands of our, of our world. Right. And, and that's my passion. Um, because I am, I was an athlete and I can kind of be in that fitness mentality. Um, but that didn't, that didn't serve me the way I thought it should have. Right. And, um, and I see how, it's kind it can that mentality can sometimes even though we're doing it in the under the name of self care it sometimes turns out to be a little bit more self abuse you know we're yeah. kind of kind of beat ourselves up and um and beat ourselves into submission and this is coming from somebody who i'm i'm very much a fitness act- activist i'm not saying don't be fit and don't be healthy i'm just saying um, don't ignore what the everyday demands are of your body and how your body was designed. And Absolutely. so, you know, and, and our hope is, I mean, we, we have professional training courses for birth professionals and fitness professionals and, and rehab professionals. And we are working hard to make this common knowledge. I don't feel like, you know, this, my legacy, somebody was asking me, it, you know, about my legacy of like, do I want like the tummy team to be, you know, so big, my legacy would be that the tummy team didn't need to exist. 
that yeah. this information was common knowledge to everyone and you didn't have to go through a rehab program to learn it. So that would be my legacy long term. I know that's not a great business model, but, but I mean that's really what we would hope. Um, so anyway, this has been really, really lovely and so good to meet you. And I appreciate. I know it's. I think it's really late there. What time is oh, it? Oh yeah, <laughs> almost 10 p.m. <laughs> oh yeah. I appreciate you putting the baby to bed and and uh, dealing with the time time zone change and um, participating with us and sharing your story because I know it's a story that needs to be heard and I really appreciate that. Thank you so much and thank you for existing. <laughs> Aww, All right, thanks a lot and um, I'm excited to share your story. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.